Hello and welcome to This Is Our Year, the Minnesota Vikings podcast. I'm Mikey Kopkoff. got Austin Southers and Kerry Armagas with me to preview the Vikings game at the Cardinals this Sunday at 3. 3.05? Swag. Swag. All right. Yeah. Um, I don't know about this one, boys. It's a, it's a, that's a tall order, a win here. Though it's, it couldn't really be more important at this point in the year. Like, obviously going 0-1 isn't the end of the world, but we have a really, really tough string of games coming up here. We've got Arizona. Uh, then in week three, we've got the Seahawks coming to town, which is the only part of that that works in our favor is that they're coming to Minneapolis finally. And then we have Cleveland Browns coming to U.S. Bank Stadium as well. So really tough string of games. And I think it's really important that we get one or two wins in here because, I, I mean, we probably can't win all three, but we can hope for one, I think. I'm gonna be a little when we were doing schedule predictions, didn't we have us going – didn't you guys have us going 0-5 to start the season? Wasn't that you, Austin? Yeah, it might have been the week one through a through a curve in that plan, but I don't know. Home field advantage that's huge, especially now having uh, audiences back in attendance. So that'll be nice. That's a little bit of an edge, but yeah, I mean, this is we said it from the beginning. This was going to be the three hardest games probably of our season. So yeah, we're going to see what we can do here. It's just a shame that we couldn't get the the win at the beginning of those because it's not getting much easier from here up until up until we face the Panthers and the Lions, which those aren't guaranteed wins, but they look a lot better than these next three games. I'll say that. I mean, really the big old, the only huge thing we need to worry about with the cards is Kyler Murray and Chandler Jones. That's pretty much the only thing. I mean, those are the two shining stars on either side. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Uh, their, their receivers were able to do a lot against the Titans, though I don't know if the Titans' defense is really that good. I mean, even if we lose, I, I don't expect that it's going to be as, you know, as brutal as the Titans lost to them last week. I don't, yeah. I, I'm still feeling like it's going to be a close game. I think there was a lot of good things from our defense. Uh, I know Michael Pierce still said, you know, they brought they brought me on to stop the run, and we didn't really do a very good job of that, which they didn't. No, but Cincinnati's. I've been saying this every time. Week one, Cincinnati. The blocking assignments were there. We just the first couple, the first half in general, we couldn't do much against that O line. They were blocking us out, getting Joe Mixon out wide and giving him an open gap just to run down the field. Speaking of Joe Mixon, I think a lot of people really underestimated him going into this year. Like, I don't know. He's not just some running back. He he has potential, I think, to be top 10 back for sure. Yeah, especially if his O-line keeps performing how they did. It's very complimentary. Uh, but now looking at the Arizona matchup, um, I know their defense played really big. That was probably their shining moment of that last week's game five sacks from Chandler Jones they just were able to shut down Tennessee's running game uh held them under 14 points so now the question is is Arizona going to carry their defense especially is that going to carry over to the Vikings in week two 
I'm not too sure. They're going to have to play a different style. Um, we've discussed this before, but Dalvin Cook is very different of a running back than Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. One, Henry's a power back. I think Cook is more elusive and has much more receiving upside than Derrick Henry has. So Cardinals will have to watch that in general during week two. Yeah, That's true. With Dalvin Cook, you basically have another receiver out on the field. Um, the biggest problem is, okay, Chandler Jones was able to get to the quarterback five times and sack him last week. And we had a very, very not promising week from our O-line this last week. Now, I don't know if Chandler Jones gets to Kirk five times again. I, I don't know. It, I mean, it, it really could happen. It's difficult this, to replicate those numbers game to game, though. You know, it's difficult to do that kind of thing twice. Yeah. Um, I think the key is with this team, I think we have to be able to get our running game going because we can't really – I don't know that we can really rely on our offensive line until we can get a strong running game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's probably on offensive side of the ball. That's mm-hmm. our main – probably starting point is get the running game started yeah with minnesota we've seen in the past when the running game doesn't start smoothly smoothly the offense doesn't start off right so yeah that is priority number one is get dalvin cooking so mike mike zimmer recently made some comments on this last game uh he said something to the tune of this team isn't built to win by passing the ball down the field I don't know. I don't really like how that sounds because that begs the question, are you built to win? I don't know. It's a passing league. It really is. Though, I, if we just have to do what the Titans failed to do against this defense, and I think, I don't know, it's, it's tough to say who the better situation. I mean, clearly Derrick Henry wasn't the answer this last week. Uh, could Dalvin Cook be? Sure hope so. But honestly, I feel like as much as it pains me to admit it, I think with that comment, he he's right as far as like what we need to look at going into this game, because I think there are times there's no excuse why we shouldn't be passing to Justin Jefferson on first down. And I think we should do that more, including in this game. But I don't know. I think I think he's right with this one. We have to establish a ground game first you know and get ahead because i don't really see how else we we win this one with dynamic players on both sides of the ball in arizona yeah also i mean last week with the arizona and titans game they were able to keep i think ryan Tannehill around a 60 percent completion so i hope we can rely on what people have been saying with kirk being a very consistent uh completion completion QB style, getting completed passes more. So hopefully we can exploit the pass game because I think that's probably going to be how we get a good amount of our points this next week is using Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, whoever we put at the wideout three spot, get Conklin involved too. I mean, maybe we just looking at it a different style, maybe what if we started with a pass game instead of a run game? Could that help us? Could we maybe try to pull defenders off that line to give more space to Cook later in the game? Yeah, I mean, you have to establish the – We, I agree, we do have to establish the run right away, though, because, I mean, it, it proved in last week's game that even if we try passing right away, it's 
you know, it's the penalties. It's the all of a sudden, if you do two pass attempts, it's third and 10. And what do the Vikings do on third and 10? They do a screen pass. And 50% of the time, it doesn't really work. It's like, ugh. we didn't do play action week. enough last game either. We hardly did any play action, which is kind of what our zone is. So, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's be fair about last week. Most of the time we were in third down, it was like third and 20. Yeah. Yeah. So there wasn't really much we could do that really kind of closed our opportunities and our options. And we, and you know, it just comes down to that. We, we can't have that. We, we could have given ourselves a chance to win that game if we had a little bit more discipline when it came down to false starts. And I think the first two were CJ Ham, a veteran. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what the deal was there. I don't know if he was just feeling trigger happy first game of the season, if they're just not used to crowd noise, but I'm going to be really disappointed if that has not changed going into this next week. That being said, just trying to remain optimistic, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even if we just cut penalties in half from last week, that's 50 something less yards we've given away. That's Mm -hmm. huge. That can help us out a lot, especially I have a feeling the Vikings this most of the season, it's not going to be many blowout games. It's going to be a lot of thin margins probably coming down to the last few minutes of the fourth quarter. That's what I'm thinking this next game is going to be like too. I, I just don't see the Vikings just driving away, especially on such a dynamic offensive team with Kyler Murray, De- DeAndre Hopkins, Chase. Ed- is it Chase Edmonds still over there as the running back? I want to believe – Yes. Yep. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. James Conner. Yeah, I knew they had James Conner. I couldn't remember if it was Chase Edmonds that they kept. Yep. Mm. So, I mean, I'm not too scared of their run game. I don't think Cardinals are going to try to rely on the run game next week. I think they're definitely going to probably be a pass-heavy team with Christian Kirk and DeAndre Hopkins. And if they do run the ball, it's most likely going to be within the red zone with Kyler Murray, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, I don't know. I feel like in a lot of ways, these teams are a little bit more evenly matched than maybe a lot of the media would have us thinking. I think it's granted. I think it would still be an upset if the Vikings were to win, Mm -hmm. but they've got their flaws too. The Cardinals do as well. Um, They just have a lot of stars that make it easier to overlook those flaws. No, definitely. Yeah. Uh, when we were talking to the Cardinals Conversation Corps, uh, they asked us for, what, a couple of hot takes or some big predictions. I think what mine was, I predicted Kirk Cousins throws three touchdowns, zero turnovers. And I think it could happen. It, it, he's, been, he's been clean so far. Almost had three touchdowns last week. Granted, it was against the Bengals, but I'm not too scared of this uh, this secondary. I think if we can get it to our wide receivers, I mean, obviously, we got to get the run game going. Get it to Justin Jefferson, put the ball in his hands. I don't see any reason why Kirk can't throw three touchdowns. You're totally right. I do agree with you. Um, I mean, of course, there are some scary weapons. I think the scariest is on the defensive line with J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones. That's yeah. going to be the main defensive assignments. But with the pass defense, Buda Baker's the only guy that really gives me any nerve or any fear of any passing game. 
but that's just one defender, I feel. And we have so many options at receivers, especially with Thielen and Justin Jefferson being so good at the slants that I don't think one man is going to be able to stop the pass defense. So I think our main focus game planning for the defense should be probably Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt, in my opinion. I think those are going to be probably the two biggest guys that are going to try to cause havoc in the backfield, especially on preventing Dalvin Cook. But if we can just get our blocking assignment going, cut down on penalties, I don't see why we can't be doing what you said, Mikey, maybe three passing touchdowns. I think it's more likely probably more running, rushing touchdowns in this game. I think that's probably I mean, going to be focused. The right side of our offensive line played incredible. I mean, they – they hardly let anything by. So, I mean, there, there's already one defender taken out of the equation, I'd say, at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is definitely a much better pass rush we're facing this week than last week. I, we, I mean, we're going up against two premier pass rushers in Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt. So, it's going to be definitely get your assignments done right and don't have any easy fouls or flags causing distress for the offense. Yeah, uh, Chandler Jones, he, he still did request a trade, just kind of hoping for hoping for that to happen before Sunday. I don't think it will yeah. happen, but that would be really great if it did. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have any, have any uh, big predictions, bold predictions for this game? I gave mine, so Austin, do you have one? Uh, also in the Conversation Corpse podcast with the Cardinals, um, my big one was Dalvin Cook, two rushing touchdowns. I mean, I guess that's not a super bold one, but I think he's going to want to have a much more productive week than he had last week. Not saying his last week performance was bad in any game, but I think he's going to hopefully show the star that he can be and why he's in conversation of being a top three running back in the league. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm hoping next game my prediction is he's just going to go off and be able to take the reins and just run. Kerry, how about you? I've been thinking about, I've been thinking about things. I think this one's going to be just more high scoring than last week in general. I I, think so too. I'm predicting it's going to possibly be a shootout um, just with how things are going and how, how things seem to kind of be melding between the energies going into this week. I'd say, I'd say look for a, look for a high scoring game. Do you have a score prediction off your head? I'd say 31 or 35 to 28 Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it happening. Uh, I'm going to remain the optimist. Uh, I'm going to say 35-31 Vikings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what I said in the conversation was 28-17 Vikings. Um, I think if we can hold them under 24 points. I think that's oh, then that's a win. That's, that's, yeah. a, that's a win. If we can hold them um, under 24 points because I was looking last year at like the Cardinals just their season in general and their final scores for most of the weeks and most of their games they didn't lose by much um let me see if I can pull that back up here in a second I'll look that up but yeah you go yeah I was gonna say while you're doing that 
I think it's also worth noting Patrick Peterson didn't get a lot of looks his direction in the last game. And I think that they're definitely going to be looking his direction on Sunday. So this is really where we kind of get to see uh, what kind of Patrick Peterson are we getting. Mm-hmm. That's so right. I'm excited about that. And I think this is probably one of the most important games of the season to him personally. I'm just assuming playing the former team. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know he said he had this one circled. So wouldn't be surprised if this is the most important game. I mean, aside for if we make it to the postseason, but. Okay. Yep, just as I predicted. So, yeah, here's an interesting stat. Um, from going off of last season, anytime the Cardinals scored under 24 points, they lost the game. Wow. For every game, wow. every game from last season, if they were under the 24-point margin, they lost the game right at that mark. Once they got 24, anything higher, they typically – I mean, they did win every – I don't – yeah, they had, I think, what? Let me check. One game last season – no, two games where they were over 24 and they didn't win. So, hmm. yeah, if our defense can step up and just keep them to moderately under, not – Scoring super well, still, in my opinion, a 24 point isn't bad by any means. It shows productivity in the offense, but I think that's probably the main goal for the Vikings offense is just keep them under that point mark. And I think our odds of winning dramatically go up. Yeah, I think that that sounds like a good plan. Yeah, so who do you, uh, I was gonna say, who do you guys think, uh, on the defense? coming into this week who are the biggest players for us i i did see uh kendrick's is out of practice today so um that'll be something to watch for this weekend um because he let us in tackles last last week and if he's not in this week that's a mighty big hole and that's a fast 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 defensive player um that wouldn't be able to get after kyler murray if he wasn't there so that's gonna be a huge one to watch Chances are Anthony Barr isn't going to be back either. Yeah, I think he's already been ruled out. Big week for Nick Vigil then. Big week for him. Big week for Nick Vigil. Probably Troy Dye. Maybe we even see a little Chaz Surratt in there. Mm-hmm. Which big opportunity for these players. Oh yeah, that's that's scary. That's not. I don't love it, but you know mm-hmm. we take what we can. Yeah, cornerbacks are going to have to step up. O line mm-hmm. is going to have to overperform just to compensate. Uh, to answer your question about the defensive players, uh, I'm looking forward to see more of what Michael Pierce can do. I know that he came in he came into this season with three career sacks, and then he got two. Yeah, on Sunday. Correct. I think uh, with a with a strong defensive line, I, I can't wait to see all that he's going to do. Uh, it looked like Daniel Hunter was getting double or triple teamed a lot of times. Same with Tomlinson. So. You know, whether it's Michael Pierce or any one of those guys, I think we can expect some big things out of our defensive line. One thing that I'm looking for, I'm looking for DJ Wanham to show us a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. I do agree. I think this week a nice game plan uh, is to crash the pocket. Give Kyler Murray as little time as possible. It's scary because even if he – once he leaves the pocket, he's just as scary as he is inside the pocket or even more. Just his mobility is so – so far ahead of so many other QBs in the league, I would argue Kyler Murray, him or Lamar Jackson are the two most mobile. But yeah, so if we can just give him no time in the pocket and just 
break plays down from in there. Don't let them develop. Just have Daniil Hunter crashing the line. Hopefully he does get triple teamed again this week, opening up opportunities for Michael Thomas and other, um, not Michael Thomas, sorry, <laughs> but opening uh, Michael Pierce, opening opportunities for them just to wreak havoc. Because I think the less time you give Kyler Murray, the better our chances are at breaking down their plays. Agreed. Well, uh, how did you guys do in fantasy this week? I guess to close it out. In our league, I think we all pulled off a W, didn't we? We did. We definitely did barely. I think I, I had the I was the lowest scoring winner this week. Yeah. You yeah, went up against the guy with four Packers started. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. I suppose yeah. you do. But uh, uh, I picked up um, – I picked up uh, – who is it, Elijah Mitchell? Eli Mitchell from the 49ers. He was the most added uh, player in fantasy this week after Raheem Mostert went down with the Niners. And he's projected uh, 10.5 fantasy points this week, so – that's a big one I'm keeping my eye on. I'm up yeah. against Mikey, too. So, <laughs> Well, I think in the short term, that's probably a really good pickup. I don't know about for long term, though. Though, it's so tough to say with uh, the 49ers. Oh, Jerry court. Judy was looking so good in that uh, like first half of that game. Yeah. He, he, was, he was getting ready to put up huge numbers. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I have him in the other league that I'm in. He's on the IR now. Yep. yep, and I'll take typicals. Yeah, I mean, people who have Vikings players out there, just Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, all good starts. Yeah, Kirk, Kirk did really well last week. Yeah, if you need a QB, if you if you're in a big league and QB's tight, maybe grab Kirk. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I would have been a little happier had uh, JJ been able to haul in that touchdown, but. Yeah, and I think just going into next week, um, we need to get him out there more. We need to get that guy working. Throw to JJ on first down more. I know. We have to stop handing it to Dalvin every single first down. Yeah, I mean, if you just do every first down a run, it's game plan for every time. Yeah, I think – I I do think we need to just maybe start trusting in earlier downs on the receiving game. Mm -hmm. I mean, they can break off. We have some top receivers. We have a great red zone receiver in Adam Thielen. And then now you got Justin Jefferson, who has promised to be top five receiver in the entire league. Man, could you imagine if we had Burrow? <laughs> I'm just now thinking about that. Could you imagine Joe Burrow in the Kubiak quarterback-friendly scheme? Maybe be a little bit more mobile than Kirk, you know? Get right. Out, get the out biggest of problem with Kirk is just that he gets scared in the pocket, you know? Yeah. I- I don't. You don't see as much of that from Joe Burrow, and and Kirk. Kirk's great, but he does get scared in the pocket. So, yeah, man, that's big. And also another big thing we're gonna have to focus on this game is just giving him time in the pocket, giving him time to let plays develop and let him just see, read and see what's happening out downfield. So yeah, which is another reason why we need to uh, we need to get that running game going so that we can uh, get the play action game going. Mm-hmm, definitely. Well, I suppose that'll do it for us this week, huh? I, I think we covered this. Quick, thing. One quick thing before we wrap up. Now that we're we're kind of talking about fantasy, um, 
how do you what situation do you guys find yourself or what do you do in this situation where you've got a guy on your team who's really you, who you think is pretty good but he's facing the Vikings this week do you bench him never I hate, <laughs> say, I hate to say it you always bet against the Vikings who's the player or just a Green Bay Packer in general do we oh. ever do we ever uh like I try to not grab Green Bay Packers I grab the kicker in one league just because I'm happy if the, if they have to settle for a field goal. So like <laughs> hey, he got know. one last week. He did he got I, he got his he got his one. I mean, I in one league first round pick took Devontae Adams. It hurts, but you know, you gotta compete for a title. Yeah, I mean it 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 feels weird to see my friends cheering for the Packers because of fantasy. But I'll never take Aaron Jones though. I, I'm just not an Aaron Jones fan. I just no. I will never take him. <laughs> oh man. Well, I guess depending on the matchup, if it's too if it's too good to pass up, if it's somebody like Kyler Murray, I think yes, you play him every week. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, you probably play him. Christian Kirk could go either way. Yeah, is it Christian Kirk you're talking about? Yeah, so I didn't just pick him up. I did, mm-hmm. but he's on my bench. He's right on my bench right now, just because I've got, I've got some better players out. I'll have to watch how Marquise Brown's uh, ankle performs this week. I don't know. Maybe Kirk will see the light of day. Hey, yeah. maybe. <laughs> well, I suppose that will finally do it for us. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Follow the podcast on Twitter at tioy Vikings and. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts. And we will we'll talk to you after the game to give a recap and just some of our instant reactions. Oh, yeah. All right. Talk to you later. Bye.